The Sixth Mansion, Chapter 8, of The Interior Castle. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anne Boulay. The Interior Castle, or the Mansions, by St. Teresa of Avila. Translated by the Reverend John Dalton. The Sixth Mansion, Chapter 8. She shows how God communicates himself to the soul by an intellectual vision, etc. In order that you may be convinced, sisters, that what I have said is the truth, and that, in proportion as a soul advances further, she is admitted more into the company of her good Jesus, it will be proper to show that we cannot avoid being always with his majesty. When he is pleased, we should. This we shall clearly see, by the ways and methods whereby his majesty communicates himself to us, and discovers to us the love he has for us, by certain apparitions and visions so very wonderful that I will mention them here, in order that you may not be afraid whenever our Lord is pleased to bestow any such favors upon you. May our Lord enable me to do this properly, in order that we may praise him even though they should not be bestowed upon us, for being thus pleased to communicate himself to a creature, he is so great a majesty. Hence it is, that when the soul is not thinking of receiving such a favor, nor imagines that she ever merited it, she perceives our Lord Jesus Christ to be near her, though she sees him not with the eyes of the body, nor with those of the soul. This is called an intellectual vision, for what reason I know not. I know a person on whom God has conferred this favor, together with others which I shall mention hereafter. This person was at first exceedingly afflicted, because she could not understand what it was. She saw nothing, and yet she knew for certain that it was Christ our Lord who in that manner discovered himself. Neither could she doubt of his presence. Still she was in fear, and doubted whether the vision came from God or no, though it brought along with it wonderful effects, thus proving that it came from God. She never heard of an intellectual vision, nor did she think there was any such thing, but she clearly understood that it was our Lord who often spoke to her in the manner mentioned above, for, until he bestowed this favor upon her, she never knew who spoke to her, though she heard words. Being terrified about this vision, for it is not like imaginary ones, which pass away immediately, but this continues for many days, and sometimes even more than a year, I know that she went to her confessor in very great sorrow. He asked how she knew it was our Lord, since she saw nothing. He also requested her to inform him what kind of countenance he had. She answered that she knew not, because she did not see any countenance, nor could she tell anything but what she said, though she knew well it was he who spoke to her, and that it was not the effect of fancy. Though many fears were raised in her, yet often she could not doubt his presence, especially when he said to her, Fear not, it is I. These words had such powerful effects that she could have no doubts then, but rather she was greatly encouraged and cheered by such good company, which she found to be very useful to her towards enabling her to have God continually in her remembrance, and to be very careful not to do anything displeasing to him, for she seemed always to be beholding him. Every time she desired to speak with his majesty, in prayer or out of prayer, she thought he was so near that he could not help hearing her, though to hear him speak was not granted when she pleased, but on a sudden, when there was need. 
she saw him on her right hand but not with those senses by which we discover a person standing near us for this happens in a more subtle manner which cannot be expressed but it is as certain and even more so than by the senses by these there may be a delusion but in this way there is none because it is attended with immense gain and interior effects which would not be were melancholy the cause much less could the devil effect so much good nor would the soul enjoy such great peace or should continual desires of pleasing god or such contempt for whatever does not conduce to unite us with him she afterwards clearly understood that it did not proceed from the devil for by degrees our lord discovered himself more to her i know however that sometimes she was exceedingly fearful and at other times greatly confounded not knowing whence so great a good could come to her she and i were so much one in the same person that nothing passed in her soul with which i was not acquainted so that i can be a good witness and you may believe me that whatever i shall say on this subject is true this is a favor of our lord which brings with it great confusion of oneself and great humility but were it from the devil the effect would be quite the opposite since then it clearly proves itself to be given by god for no human industry is able to obtain such feelings whoever receives it can in no way whatever imagine that it is a favor of his own but that it comes from the hand of god and although in my opinion some of the above-mentioned favors be greater yet this brings a particular knowledge of god along with it and from holding this continual converse there arises a most tender love for his majesty and certain desires greater than those already mentioned of giving ourselves entirely to his service and also a great purity of conscience because the presence of this lord who is so near her makes her attentive to everything and though we know god sees and is present at everything we do yet such is our nature that we neglect to reflect upon this truth but this cannot happen here for the lord who stands so near excites us and keeps us attentive this presence likewise disposes us for receiving the above-mentioned favors because as the soul is almost continually in actual love towards him whom she sees and understands to be near her those favors become much more frequent in a word the gain which the soul receives lets her see what a very great favor it is and how highly it ought to be valued and how much we should thank our lord who bestows it upon us without our being able to merit it for no earthly treasure or delight can be exchanged hence when our lord is pleased to take it away from her she is in great affliction and all possible diligence on our part in order to gain that intercourse is of little avail for our lord bestows it when he pleases it cannot be acquired sometimes also it is the company of some saint and this likewise is very profitable you will ask if nothing be seen how do we know whether the vision be christ or some saint or his glorious mother this the soul is unable to express or to conceive how she understands it still she knows it with the greatest certainty when our lord speaks it seems more easy but a saint who does not speak and who only appears to be placed there by our lord for the company and assistance of this soul causes more wonder there are also other spiritual things which cannot be expressed but by them is discovered how base our nature is that so we may understand the greatness of god since we are not capable of understanding the other things 
Whoever then shall receive them, let him with admiration hasten to praise his majesty, and give to him particular thanks for them. For, as these are favors not granted to all, he ought to prize them highly, and endeavor to serve God the more, who helps him in so many ways. Hence it is that such a soul does not think any better of herself, but rather that she serves God the least among all who are on the earth, because she considers herself to be more obliged to serve him, and any imperfection she falls into pierces her very bowels, and this too with reason. Any one of you whom our Lord shall conduct in this way may easily observe these effects which remain in the soul, so that you may understand it is no delusion or fancy. For, as I have said before, I consider it impossible that the vision, were it the effect of fancy, or the delusion of the devil, should continue so long, or benefit the soul in so remarkable a manner, and cause her to enjoy such interior peace. This is not the custom of the devil, for being so bad, he cannot, if he wished, produce such great good, since fumes of self-esteem would immediately follow, and a conceit of being better than other people. But the soul being thus continually in the presence of God, and having her attention so employed upon him, would disgust the fiend so much that, though he might sometimes tempt her, he would not do so often. And God is so faithful that he will not permit him to have such power over a soul that has no other object but that of pleasing his majesty, and of laying down her life for his honor and glory. He will soon so order things that she will be undeceived. My conviction is, and will be, that if the soul proceed in the manner mentioned before, though these favors of our Lord may cease, His Majesty will not let her lose. Though He may sometimes permit the devil to attack her, yet He will always go away confounded. If then, daughters, any of you should be led this way, be not dismayed. Still it is good to fear, let us use more circumspection, and be less confident, lest by being so highly favored you might grow more negligent. This would be a sign that such favors did not come from God, if you did not find the effects which I have mentioned before. It is good to mention this in the beginning to some very learned person, under the seal of confession, since such are the individuals who can enlighten us, or, if it can be done, to a very spiritual person. If not, a learned person is better, but the best of all, if there be an opportunity, to both the one and the other. Should they tell you it is your fancy, be not troubled at it, for fancy can neither injure nor benefit your soul much. Recommend yourself to the Divine Majesty, who will not allow you to be deceived. If they tell you it comes from the devil, the trouble will be greater, though a good scholar will not tell you so, should there be the effects mentioned above. But, even though he should tell you so, I know that this same Lord who walks with you will console and protect you, and enlighten him to instruct you. I advise you to make choice of one who is very learned, and, if you can, of one who is also spiritual. If he be one who, though addicted to the exercise of prayer, is not conducted by our Lord along this way, he will immediately wonder and condemn it. Let the prioress, then, be asked to give you leave to consult a learned person, because, though the soul be secure by seeing the good life she leads, yet the prioress is obliged to let her mention the matter to another, in order that both may go on in security. When she has spoken with these persons, let her be quiet, and trouble herself no more about the matter. 
for sometimes without any grounds for fear the devil suggests such immoderate scruples that the soul is not satisfied with having spoken once with these persons especially if the confessor have little experience and seems timorous and he too should command her to mention it thus that is published which ought to be kept very secret and then this soul comes to be persecuted and tormented for what she thinks is secret she sees is public hence arise many troubles for her and these may likewise fall upon the order considering what times we live in thus great caution is required herein and i strongly recommend it to the prioresses let them not suppose that a sister who has such favors is better than the others our lord guides every one as he sees necessary if she make good use of these they will prepare and dispose her for becoming a great servant of god but sometimes God leads the weakest this way, and so there is nothing herein to approve or condemn. We must look to virtues only, and esteem her the most who serves our Lord with the greatest mortification, humility, and purity of conscience, since she is the most holy, although we can know little for certain here below, until the true judge shall reward every one according to his merits. Then we shall wonder at seeing how different his judgment is from what we are able to understand here below. May he be praised forever. Amen. End of the Sixth Mansion, Chapter 8